We begin with today's lesson in Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. And we're going to see just a very neat concept here. And I think it's maybe something that's it's, it's not a difficult concept at all. But when you see it played out in Scripture, it's just a beautiful thing. And that's that, that as we all seek peace with God and as we seek that shalom, that that goodness, fullness, the completeness that we can have in Christ Jesus, we can share that with others. When Jesus comes into our lives and fills us and completes us and takes our brokenness and fixes us and makes us whole again, he heals us, then we have that opportunity to share that same goodness with others. And that's the focus of our lesson today. And it comes from Luke chapter 10. So let's first read um, in verses uh, 1 through 4, and I'll make a couple comments on the, these initial verses. Luke 10, verses 1 through 4. Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others. Um, so 70 others, probably apart from the 12 apostles, I think is the meaning there. And sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go, behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes, and greet no one on the way. Let's just think for a second about some of the things that are mentioned here. As Jesus is preparing to go from city to city, he sends some people ahead of him to kind of prepare the way to let people know he's coming, to give a a good word and and alert people to the fact that the kingdom is going to draw near to them. And so he says that the harvest is plentiful. As he's telling people to go out ahead of him, he's saying the harvest is plentiful. It's full. Everybody is is ready. Everyone seeks, and in terms of what we're, we've been talking about, shalom, everyone seeks this wholeness and completeness in their life. That's what really everyone wants. Now, everybody doesn't know necessarily that they're going to find completeness in Jesus. And so often, we and we fall prey to this too, we try and fill our lives with other things. And we seek to be whole and complete by be going on great adventures or buying wonderful things that we like or doing things that we think are fun. And uh, sometimes those things are just uh, just things. They're just stuff. Um, they're, it's, there's nothing sinful about them necessarily. But sometimes we do seek to, to fulfill the ple- our lives with pleasures um, that are against God's way of doing things, and they're very sinful. But even those, when when people do those things, they're really trying to seek some kind of fulfillment. They're trying to keep seek some wholeness in their life, even from the standpoint of revenge. Revenge is a, is a terrible thing, but the, the reason people do that is because they think it's going to fix something. Something wrong has happened in the past, and they think they're going to feel better if they can get some revenge. So, Everybody in the world is really seeking shalom. They're seeking wholeness and completeness in their life. Um, They're seeking peace in their lives. We all do. 
We all just want to be happy. We all just want to be whole. We want to have that sense of purpose and meaning in our lives. Well, then it's clear if all that is true that I've said that the harvest is plentiful. Everyone in some way, some form is seeking shalom. They're seeking something better. But then he also says the laborers are few. The laborers are few. If people are needing shalom in their lives, then Jesus needs some workers to go out and share a message, share him that is going to bring shalom to them. Jesus, in a sense, needs more peacemakers. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 9. We're going to come back to this verse later. But Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. So that idea of peacemakers, that's something we've heard from the Beatitudes all the time. Peacemakers. So as we think about this idea of shalom being wholeness and completeness, then it's more than when we think of peacemakers, it's more than just somebody who takes two people that are fighting and separating them and saying, hey, don't fight. A peacemaker is someone who comes to people who are broken and hurt who need wholeness in their lives and says, I can help make you whole. I can point you to the one who can bring peace to your life. So blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus needs more people who are willing to labor to help the harvest, to, to fulfill people's lives, to make them complete and whole. The harvest is plentiful, but laborers, the laborers are few. Then in the in that very next verse, verse three, um, he says, "Go, behold, I'm sending. I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves." This idea of being a peacemaker, being a laborer in the kingdom, it's a dangerous mission. And uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. You know, and as you think about having peace in your own life, you don't always equate that with doing difficult and dangerous things. We tend to think if we want to have peace, then we need to to do things that are that are maybe fun and maybe good, but they're not dangerous. They're going to put us in a in in harm's way. But Jesus says, no, if if you're going to be a peacemaker, if you're going to be one of the ones who enter out among the fields that are ready for the harvest, if you're going to go, it's it's a place, it is a dangerous mission. I send you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Yes, be careful, be alert, but you must go. And then he says, carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes, and greet no one on the way. God is saying, just trust me. You know, and if we're if we're seeking our our uh, peace from God, our wholeness is found in God from Jesus Christ, then we just have to trust him with that. We have to trust him with what he tells us to do. Trust him, do what he has said, go out to the harvest, and don't greet anybody on the way. And I think that's not saying to be rude, but it's to say, stay on task. A messenger in those days and times, perhaps a messenger going from a king, which Jesus is a king, right? If a messenger was going from a king um, to another king to convey a message, 
They don't stop on the way and chit chat with people. They are going on the way. They are on a mission and they don't stop because they are on the most important mission, the mission for their king to take a message for the king. If somebody is coming from a battle and coming back to the king to convey what has happened in the battle, they are rushing, they are running, they are on their way to the king and nothing is going to stop them from being on that task. So that's the essence of what Jesus is calling us to. That's what he was calling these these 70 workers to when they're going out in Paris. Hey, trust God, trust me, I'm going to take care of you and don't get distracted, stay on task. And then we get to verses five and six, which is where we really want to get this concept from. So we've got the, we got the image and the picture of people who are called to a task to go out to people who need some peace, who need shalom in their lives. And you're going to be on that mission. It's going to be a tough mission, but Jesus needs us to do it. We need to just trust God and stay on task. Then listen to verses five and six. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. So this concept of shalom can be transferred. You know, so the idea of peace and you know, this is the, the Jewish concept of, of peace be to this house. And a greeting that still is, is around today is wish, telling somebody shalom, shalom to you. And asking, how is your shalom? That's, that's the language of scripture. That's the language of being a Jew. And so as, as they go to a home, they need to, you know, here they are, they're trusting God. They haven't taken anything with them. No money, um, you know, no, they aren't carrying tents with them where they can stay. They're going to a home and they are saying, peace be to this home. And they're going to need a place to stay. And we see that this is the essence of what is happening here. They need a place to stay. They're going into a town. They need to be able to go out during the day and proclaim a message to speak about Jesus. And then they need also need some food to eat while they're there and a place to stay. And that's this house is going to be their home base while they're in this town. And I don't know how long they're going to stay there. Scripture doesn't indicate But if they come to this house, they're seeking a place to stay, a place for hospitality. They are to call out these simple words, peace be to this house. And notice what that scripture says very pointedly is that that when they say that there's two possible things that can happen. And the first scenario is that if a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. So I I just, you know, in my mind, I just picture that unseen object. You offer peace and that peace is flowing from you to the other person. And that person, if they're a person of peace, if they're going to be receptive to this, then your peace is going to rest on him. Your peace goes to them and stays with them, and you have shared peace with them. And of course, as they are going to share hospitality back, their peace is resting upon you also, I think, as 
is implicit in this whole context. So that's one possibility is two people sharing peace with one another. If a man of peace comes and shares, offers peace to another man, then that peace comes back to him from the other man, you know, so that that peace, it's a mutual thing that's being shared with each other. But then there is the second option, the second possibility of what can happen. And so if a man of peace is not there, so notice the latter part of that verse number six. So it says, if a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, if not, it will return to you. So if there is no man of peace there, then your peace will come back to you. You're offering your peace, you're extending your peace out to him. And if it is not received, then your peace comes back. And now you notice in this situation, and you think about that, if that offering of, have you ever offered peace to someone? You ever offered some help to someone? You ever offered a kind word and it wasn't received? That's not a good feeling, right? We tend to we tend to get the 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 opposite reaction. We're trying to do something good, and when it's not received, then then we feel bad. But Jesus is saying here is just you know I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves, so you got to expect that this is going to happen. But if you offer your peace and it's not received, your peace will return to you. Your peace will not be lost, folks. Nobody can take our peace from us. Aren't you hearing hearing that in this passage? Number one, your peace can extend to somebody and it can be received. And your your peace isn't lost in that way either. Your, Your peace is multiplied. But even when your peace is not received, then that that hostility that was towards you instead, if you receive hostility instead of hospitality, your peace still isn't going to be lost. Your peace is going to come back to you. Jesus, make sure that once you have peace, no one can take it from you. So your peace can be transferred to somebody else. It can be added to somebody else and shared with somebody else. But if it's not received, that peace comes back to you. And I just want to—I want us to realize that is just to think about this peace flowing from one person to another. And if it's not received, it just comes right back, and you're ready to go to the next person and try. And that's what they would do in the in the go to the next house, offer peace to them. So peace can be shared; it can be transferred. But if it's not accepted, it'll just come right back to you. It's not lost. You don't lose it and you don't stop going to the next home. And I want you to think about then this idea in this concept, the the idea of peace that's being offered. So we've already seen that this, you know, our peace, we can offer it to somebody. We can share it with somebody. Well, the peace of Jesus is what's being offered. And I want to establish this. Of course, the book of Luke is all about the peace that Jesus offers. That's the one point that we've made consistently through this series on Shalom is that Jesus is the one who fills us. Jesus is the one who gives us his peace. 
And look at verse number one. Verse number one, again, it says, Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and every place where he himself was going to come. This is, so what they were coming into town was to, to let people know that the that Jesus, the kind of peace that they're offering is that the peace of Jesus who was going to come to that city was going to be offered, is going to be available to them. Wholeness and completeness and wellness, shalom through Jesus, it's the essence of the kingdom. So Jesus is going to come, get ready for him. You know, it's just, I, I just constantly through this lesson, I always think of John the Baptist who was saying, um, you know, he was he was there to prepare the way of the Lord. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. You know, repent for the Lord is kind of the kingdom of the God is at hand. So that's what they were preaching. It was in its peace that was being offered through the kingdom, through Jesus Christ. Um, look at Luke chapter 10 still in verses eight through eight through 11. Um, whatever city you entered, whatever city you enter, Jesus is telling the 70 that they were going to those cities. And they receive you, eat what is set before you, and heal those who are sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your city, which clings to our feet, we, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. So the kingdom of God, that's, that's what was coming near. And people can have peace through the kingdom of God. They can have peace through the one who is the king of that kingdom, Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the one who offers peace. John chapter 14, verse 27. In this passage, Jesus was speaking to his 12 apostles, the beloved ones. And he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Jesus comes into our hearts and gives us peace. He takes care of the, the troubles of the heart. He takes care of the, 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 the turmoil of the heart and the fear of the heart. He takes care of all of those difficulties. He makes our whole lives whole. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. The world gives, uh, you know, this idea of the world, the things of the world, they try and fill up. We go to those things of the world and they, we try to fill up our lives with wholeness from uh, those activities that we do and the, the fun things we seek or the great books we read. But those things, they just don't fill us up no matter how much we seek them. And that, that's why people turn to... Uh, the, the other, the sinful things in life. Well, if I can't, they're always trying to find fulfillment in something. But Jesus says, my peace I give to you and it fills you up. I don't give as the world gives. The peace I offer you is, is true. It helps, it fills, it completes. Jesus offers peace. 
And so we who are sitting here in our homes on our couches today, aren't we the ones who have received peace? We've received the peace of Christ in our lives. We have, we have gone to God on a particular day and we looked to heaven and said, my life is broken, my sins, I'm, over, I'm undone, I'm overcome by my sins and I need a savior. And we call upon the name of Jesus to save us. And that's what we were doing when we were immersed into Jesus Christ. We're acknowledging our brokenness, acknowledging our need for the one who can fix us. And Jesus came and filled us. And he gave us his spirit. We were broken. And we remember that on, on, in our, the Lord's Supper. We remember that Jesus Christ, his life was given up for us. He was the one who was complete and whole. But yet he died for us broken dummies who have just turned to sinful, stupid ways. And he saved us. And we remember that every Sunday. Jesus has offered us peace and his, he's given us his peace. And we, we're beneficiaries of that. And we remember that hopefully every day, but for sure when we get together on Sunday. And so if we receive that peace, Jesus offers his peace to us, then we now have a peace that can be shared with others. And Jesus calls us to do that. His peace in us can be transferred to others. And so we see that. That's why we're looking at this passage in in Luke chapter uh, 10, verses 5 and 6. You come to that home, you say, peace be to this house. And if a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. There are people who will receive your peace that you offer. And even as I say that, your peace, it's, it's a peace that originated with Christ. Now it's become yours and it's his peace, it's your peace. And we can share that with somebody else. It can be transferred. Now go to, go to Matthew chapter five. I want to, uh, I want to look at this and we'll, we'll come back to it even again in a moment. But in, in Matthew chapter five, verse number nine, it says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. So we can, we can, make peace for someone else we can help them to have peace with god we can share that peace and that's what we're called to do and as you think about when we do that it brings great joy it kind of fills us up and i you know it's it's in the sense that peace can multiply this joy can multiply because in luke chapter 10 verse 17 those those 70 people who went out in paris and went went from home to home, city to city. I don't know how many cities they went to. Uh, But it says in verse 17, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So they came back with joy. They were carrying out their mission. They were sharing peace with others. And it was, it seems like it was well-received. They were very successful. And they gained joy from that. They felt even more complete than they did when they went out. That's what happens when you do the work of the Lord. It builds you up. It strengthens you. It makes you better. You're even more whole than when you started. And then lastly, I want to say that, that once you take the, the, the peace that Jesus has given to you, and you're going to share that with others, and you're going to have joy from that, 
then I want you to know one more thing that even if others reject the message, our peace will still be unaffected. I've already said this, but I want you to go to Matthew chapter five now, and I want you to consider this. Verses nine through 11, Matthew five, nine through 11. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Notice how that, and I, you know, these beatitudes, they're a funny thing. I, you know, are they all connected? Are they not? You know, I'm putting a connection in here a little bit today. I don't know exactly how they all connect, but but there, I see this as a connection. When you're a peacemaker, it's not always going to work out well. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You try to be a peacemaker, but sometimes you get persecuted for it. Sometimes there is hostility instead of hospitality. Verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. In verse number 12, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So a simple message today is if you have received the peace of Christ, then you can and ought and must share it with somebody else. Share that peace. If they don't receive it, you're not going to lose anything. That peace is going to come back to you. And, and when you're sharing that word and that message and somebody else receives it, you're going to be built up with great joy. But even if they reject that message, your peace will be unaffected. So the final encouragement, I'm going to stay in Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to look at the preceding verse, verse number 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Folks, keep that, keep the message of Christ and his, his, his message of peace in your life and in your heart. Keep it pure. Keep it true. Just keep it the, the true message of salvation, the joy that we have in Christ. Have, hold on to that. Hold on to the message of salvation that we have in Jesus, all that he has done for us. Keep that in your heart in a pure way. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, and then blessed are the peacemakers. When you have that pure heart, you are going to be a peacemaker. You are going to go and seek to share that message of hope and salvation and wholeness, shalom. You're going to take the message of peace to others. So stick with that and do that. Be faithful to that all your days, and your life, our lives will be filled with joy. Our lives will be filled with blessedness and happiness, and our reward in heaven will be great. So I want to encourage you with that word today. God is so good to us. I think anything good that God has done for us, and that's all he has done, is good for us. We need to do it for others. So go and, and be faithful to that. 
be filled with peace and be filled with shalom in your life and share that, that same shalom, that peace with others. If there's anybody who hasn't received the peace of Christ in your life, that offer is available every day. Don't turn away from it. Give your life to Christ. If you need to, you, we're available. Anybody here who's on this call, if you need to give your life to Jesus, you let us know and we'll take care of that. Um, we'll study with you and make sure you're ready for that. And uh, we will uh, praise God when you give your life to Jesus and are filled with his wholeness. If you need to respond in any way, you find you find us today and let us know. We're going to encourage you to do so with this song. <laughs>